Good afternoon, everyone, and welcome to this edition of Freeman Means Business, Wonder Women in Business podcast. Everyone has a story, and on our podcast, we love to amplify the voices of women whose stories are meaningful and moving and compelling. We share these stories with you so that when they shine, it gives permission to others to shine as well. So I am super excited today to have a a woman named Bianca Cotton, who was introduced to me by our mutual friend, Jan Ann Dubin. Bianca, welcome to the show. Thank you for having me. I'm so excited. Well, we are excited to have you here. Anybody who's a friend of Jan Ann's is a friend of mine. So um, I'll just tell the audience right now, I get the pleasure of meeting Bianca in person in Chicago on June 2nd at our Empowered Women event. So I'm excited to give you big hugs. But for now, let's talk about you. Tell me, what's your story? So this is such a loaded question. When I was reviewing, I was like, oh my gosh, what's my story? It's large. But I'll start by sharing. I'm born and raised on the south side of Chicago. I have a heart to serve others, especially women and girls who are suffering in silence, which we often, uh, and we'll talk about this more We'll smile, but be suffering and afraid to face our fears. Um, I enjoy helping women to face their fears and walk in their purpose boldly. So my purpose is to help others identify what their purpose is. And for a long time, fear was a friend of mine until I continued to overcome it and not allow it to keep me stuck, stagnant and hopeless. And one way that I did that was uh, writing consistently, which began 11 years ago, and I haven't stopped writing since. Wow. Well, let me ask you a question about that, because uh, you're not alone in that. Even yours truly has suffered that, um, which I now look back and say gift. Um, But let me ask you, how do you do that? You say writing. Tell me more about this writing for years. I'm very curious. Yes. So. I started writing consistently in undergrad. It was around my junior, senior year, and it became my form of therapy nice. because the but the pen and paper didn't talk back to me. So I had the opportunity to uh, unload, to discuss, to reveal what was really plaguing me at that time in my life and then starting to unpack different situations and experiences throughout my adolescent years. I love this. I love this. So are you referring to journaling or? um... Yes, but my journaling um, at that time flowed out poetically. Oh, beautiful. Are you are you willing to share a little bit like a little snippet of what you know something you've been through how you overcame it and what role writing played in that. Sure, and I actually have my first book sitting next to me just in case you were asked. So I can I'll share one of the poems one of my journal entries that flowed out poetically and then uh answer your question from there. So I used some of my writings and turned it into my first book called A Journey Through a Beautiful Mind. 
I love that. I love Thank that. You. Do you mind? It, well, let me ask you. I'm going to promote the book just so y'all know. Everybody who listens to my podcast knows when I'm heart struck or even head struck by something. I promote the book. I'll put that in the blogcast with a, um, a button to learn more or purchase the book because this sounds like it's right up my alley. I appreciate that. Thank you so much. So this was my first um, poem that flow, you know, from journaling from November 2010. Wow. Yeah. So you ready? I'm ready. <laughs> I'm ready, Bianca. We're ready. My eyes burn from the tears I cry. When will the pain end? Matter of fact, a better question is when did it all begin? Did it start by seeing my brother struggle or watching my mother wrestle with defeat? Did it start with seeing the black man being the head of the household, but my mother really was the backbone? Did it start with being mocked, ignored, and pointed at because of hatred? Or did it start as I witnessed my brother gunned down by another brother because of a street corner? My eyes burn from the tears I cry, from the injustice, from the helplessness I see in your eye, from my sister being diagnosed with AIDS, from my brother being lost in his rage. When will the pain end? Matter of fact, a better question is when did it all begin? Wow. Oh, my God. That is so. Oh, my God. Just so powerful. Right. Um so after this podcast, we need to talk about some other opportunity I want for you. Um, this is so sad. This reminds me of um, the recent uh, book Brene Brown collaborated with um, on this. It's, it's people telling their own stories in their oh, own yes. voice. That I can't remember what the name of the it's, book is. It's, I have a copy of it. It's called You Are Your Best Thing. Yes. That's yes. it. Exactly. <laughs> and you know, the power of that book is not only the, the storytelling uh, or the story, I should say, but the storytelling in the voice at the, you know, the, the, by the person telling the story, like it's first person, like you are telling your own story. This moved me to tears. We're not on camera. Y'all can't see, but my listeners know that I'm very much a feeler and it was palpable your pain and your courage. I think courage came through to me listening to you in this poem. Um, it is beautiful, sadly, right? Sadly, it's beautiful. Um, I really wish you never had to write that poem, um, but because you did, and, and I hope that you found that healing, I am moved to tears and to other ideas. I, I would love for you to share that poem and perhaps more on stage so um in front of an audience that that you can move like gain understanding from others by sharing your story that's what i believe in for sure you clearly believe in the same just through writing versus um on stage oratory but that was amazing um and you say you started in 2010 my gosh so 10 years <laughs> of this that's incredible yes. Yes, with this being 2022, um, November of last year, May 11 years. Wow. Uh, writing and just a little backstory about this poem. To your point, uh, I don't know if you ever experienced this, but uh, suppressing your emotions for so long and, and not 
truly thinking about what you experienced until you are out of it. And so this poem flow from seeing people in my community struggle, uh, fighting for and fighting for social justice. As a young person, I was a youth organizer and just truly wanting to see people have all that they need, not only to survive, but to thrive in life. Yeah, yeah. So, so that incredible. this poem go, um, comes from very personal experiences and, and witnessing and observing what was happening in my community. Well, let me ask you this question. So clearly writing this down and documenting your life through poetry for um, almost 12 years, I should have said, um, this is healing for you. But do you understand the value in your sharing your story with others, giving them permission to acknowledge their pain so that they too can heal? When you said keeping it inside, I did so uh, as evidenced by a severe weight gain in a very short period of time. Um, And that's a lot of what you said, when you don't get it out, when you don't acknowledge the pain, it becomes then um, suffering, right? So pain is not a choice, but suffering is. Uh, I love that you have this courage. It's incredible. Um, I I can't wait to hear more of your poetry, but again, it makes me sad and delighted all at once. It's sad that you've experienced this, that these are real, you know, this isn't made up. And it's also delightful that you found a healthy uh, outlet that can not only heal yourself, but others. Definitely. You know, for not now, but for a while prior to uh, sharing my poetry publicly, I did not know the weight of my words. Oh, and the, and the sense of, I was like, well, this is, you know, this is for me. This is in my journal. And as I began to share what I was writing with just two people, I didn't even take it further than two people, just two people, two close loved ones. They, they encouraged me and challenged me to shit, to turn it into a book. And I said, who's going to read my book? Like, you know, from then till now, I definitely understand the weight. And the more I've been sharing over the years, uh, the more people have been coming to me and saying, your poem touched me. Yes. Uh, it encouraged me. It, it, uh, it gave me permission to now tell my story. And this has been happening time after time. Now, four books later, right? So, <laughs> wow. Oh my God. I'm in the presence of greatness. Wow. You know, uh, everybody who listens to my podcast knows that it's very conversational. I'm extremely informal. I mean, it's like we're chatting here, having a cup of tea or a cup of coffee just with each other. Um, I want to, I'm going to surprise you in Chicago. So, you know, be ready. <laughs> and as much as you can be ready to be surprised. Um, I'll I'll be ready as much as I can be. (laughs) All right. All right. So I am so touched that one, you're attending this event, but 
I think that um, everyone in the room needs to hear that poem that you just read. It was so powerful and so deeply moving and vivid, like it paints a picture in my own mind in a clear picture. And it's not like a 5,000 word essay, right? You were very powerful in a succinct manner. It was extremely provocative. And I am so grateful you read that. Um, I didn't know you were going to do that. So when I said, what's your story? It's really a question I ask everybody. And then here you come in with this one, two punch. And it's like, oh my God, <laughs> wow, that's amazing. So I wish I could reach through um, this computer and give you a huge hug, um, but I will do that in, in Chicago soon. So, yeah. well, let me ask you, um, those are some deep, deep, heavy uh, I'm sure dark experiences and sometimes darker feelings about them. What in the inverse makes you smile when you wake up each day? Knowing that I have another opportunity to create impact, uh, wow. to live out loud and to be with my loved ones. Wow. That's beautiful. So Personally, I believe that our purpose on this earth is to live in service to others. Now, not everybody agrees with that, and that's okay, but you seem to be someone who lives in service to others, even through telling your own stories. Yes, I, I enjoy serving others. It, it truly has taught me more about myself Yeah, um, and being in community with others, being in conversation, or sometimes just simply being with another person, taking up space. Right, right, right. And giving them psychological safe space to share who they truly are. Um, you are one remarkable woman. Um, I, I have a tendency to ask people about books that influence them, but, um, and I'm going to ask you that question, but I, I, I have not I don't think I've had, I've had a lot of women who've published books, but not a lot of women who've published books of poetry and not more than one or two books. I mean, you, this is incredible. So is there a book that has influenced you most? Is it one of your own or one someone else wrote or what, ha, what, what might that be? I'll talk about the most recent, one of the most recent books I've read uh was is Cicely Tyson's autobiography just as I am oh I love her the late this, late great Cicely Tyson yes. yeah she's amazing all of I believe it's 400 pages or around about that um really pressed upon me the sentiment of knowing who you are and being unashamed about that and going forth, no matter if you know what's next on your journey or not. And so that's what I took away as she told her story in the most authentic way to herself. And she stood in her power confidently yes. as a Black woman during the time in which she was um, coming up through the years and, and breaking barriers and saying no to uh, opportunities that could, you know, have put money in her pocket, but it, she did not align with it. Morally. Her values. Yeah. Her values. Yes. Her values Amazing. stuck out so strong. 
So I am, I love her. So I, I don't know if everyone on this podcast has read her autobiography, but um, she passed away not too long ago. It's mm-hmm. a very uh, moving story and the courage it takes to say no when you need the money um, because you instead are motivated intrinsically by your value system and your morals and beliefs and what you know to be, um, you know, bigger and better for you in the long run. Um, that That's courage. And sometimes it's courage people can't afford to uh, engage in, but she did. And I love that you picked that book. That's amazing. I'm sure you've read a million of them, right? This is yes. the one you read <laughs> most recently. And and look, I'm so embarrassed that I couldn't remember the name of the Bre- Brene Brown book, but, but like, I think we mind meld you and I, you mentioned the book. I mean, it's very powerful. And that that's the way I, I bought it on audio, unlike most of my books, I buy the hard copy because I'm old fashioned, but that particular book, I bought the hard copy and realized, you know, these people are telling their own stories. I want to hear their voices, right? That was the power in what you just did on my podcast is to to speak it in your own voice, step into your story, tell it in your own words with your own cadence. Extremely moving, extremely moving. I'm very excited, as you can tell. I'm very excited to meet you in person. I cannot wait. I cannot wait. Um, well, what excites you? What what right now um, is exciting to you in your life? What's happening? What's going on? There's so much happening right now um, that's exciting me. Talking to women about their life story and life journey excites it's exciting to me, period. Uh, helping women heal from emotional hurt uh, is exciting. And I've been doing doing a form of that through podcasting lately. Yes. And the the last one, the two of the last pieces, watching my children grow and learn more about who they are. And it's just beautiful. It's beautiful to see a human being go from in the womb to out of the womb to walking, talking, all of those uh, milestones. And lastly, I would say my upcoming book is exciting me. So book number five is on the way. Wow. (laughs) And it is just, I haven't released the, the title yet, so uh, stay tuned. Um, but the essence of the book is really geared towards helping high achieving, go-getting visionary women who may be suffering silently with depression and sadness to learn how to live a life of contentment, rest, and joy. I want like, to introduce you on stage in Chicago. That was my surprise, but I can't keep it to myself. I think that I want you to read the poem you read on this podcast. It was so moving. And to think you have five books full of authentic self story where you step into your own power and lead by example so other women can do the same. And I'm sure men as well. I also want to introduce you to um, two friends of mine who are of the same uh, heart and mindset as we. Um, and I believe that at least in one of them, in, in the case of one of them, I'm going to encourage her to put you on stage because she too believes like we do that telling your personal story allows you to be your whole self 24 seven, not somebody from nine to five at work. And then your real self at home or whatever. 
Um, I think that's very powerful. And I love the way you mentioned your children first, how they are growing. And I would think that your books are kind of like your children in a way, um, as you nurture the stories in the books themselves. And then finally they come out and they're whole and ready to be, you know, for public consumption. Definitely. It's, it's, it's definitely the same, the birthing process. So yeah. I'm, I'm in that, I'm in the last trimester right now. Of this <laughs> book. <laughs> that is awesome. And, and I, and sometimes I feel the round ligament pain and yeah. I'm like, oh, you know, and sometimes I have the sleepless nights. And so, I hear and, that. I, I've only had one, but I know all of what you're talking about for sure. And that's a powerful analogy um, because the, you're pouring yourself into this. You're creating this from you. This is coming from yeah. your life experience, just like you do with your children. So I love that analogy. Love it. Um, well, let me ask you, um, there are some other questions I want the audience or listeners to know about you, but before we go into things like, you know, proudest professional accomplishments or who your inspirational mentors were, and, and, and you know, I'm going to get real. I'm going to totally ask you, what was a setback? How did you overcome it? But right now, what is something I need to know about you right now? The most important thing I should know about you right now. I was meditating on this question mm. and the first thing that came to my uh is that faith is my anchor mm. and I, I continue to learn more about myself and love me more do you so agree <laughs> that you cannot love anyone else until you love yourself Yes. And so I don't know why you're inside of my fifth book, but that's another, that's a, that's a huge part of it is helping women to have a better relationship with themselves and own their inner greatness. And I say, and I say this because I've been on the journey of, you know, external achievement, graduate, get the job, do this, do that, do, you know, check every box, right? Right. But if we don't have great relationships with ourselves, how can we pour into others? How can we love others without first loving ourselves? Exactly. And how can we expect others to love us if we know ourselves best and still don't? Right. Correct. Um, gosh, we are totally heart melding, mind melding, all the things. Um, well, were you always this? And I'm going to say it because people say it about me and I can feel it in you too deep. Were you always this? <laughs> and and I chuckled because as a child I remember people asking my parents how old is she (laughs) yeah an old soul right (laughs) yeah and they'll share they're like who who do y'all have her around like you know (laughs) is she being raised by some prophet Exactly. Yeah. No, I hear you. My dad once commented that um, that he didn't use the phrase old soul. He was a scientist, so he wasn't into the same sort of um, belief systems as I. But at that young age, he would say things like um, she's wise beyond her years, you know, those kinds of phrases. Um, mm-hmm. we, and I've been accused of overthinking where if you ask me, I'm just deep thinking. I'm not overthinking. I'm just right. <laughs> I agree. Yeah, I'm with you. I'm with you. Well, let me ask you, you mentioned all these check in the boxes, external extrinsic motivators like accomplishments or, you know, jobs or what have you. 
Um, what has been your proudest, I, I bet I can guess, but I'm going to ask you, what has been your proudest professional accomplishment? I would have to say in one of my professional roles, I had the pleasure of leading an AmeriCorps program. Oh, wow. And I, I'm, I'm also an AmeriCorps alum. So this, <laughs> this was a, one of my proudest professional accomplishments because it gave me the opportunity to coach, mentor, manage, lead bright people from different generations, different backgrounds. It, and just today, one of my uh, former supervisees reached out to me with great news that she got a job and I've been serving as a reference for her. And that makes me happy. It makes me yes. happy to see, to see them flourish and, and to know that they uh, have allowed me into their space in this moment in time to walk alongside them. That is so beautiful. I, I, I agree that when uh, it, it's one thing to experience greatness on your own, but to see it happen to someone you helped get there, it, it's the payback, right? Go do this for yes. someone else, pay it forward. But the payback to you is seeing them succeed. And I love that, that clearly you're genuine in your um, life of purpose and living in service to others. I love that so much. Love it. Uh, you sound to me like a young female Barack. <laughs> <laughs> I'll, I'll take that. Oh, I would too. I would. <laughs> That's high praise. If you know, if you ask me. Um, well, speaking of, I mean, he's a mentor and an inspiration to so many um, from all walks and all ages and stages. Um, can you name someone who maybe inspired you or mentored you? Yes, so many, but one that comes to mind that I'll uh, talk about her today, her name is Yvonne Orr. So Yvonne was uh, a previous supervisor of mine, but this was not your average supervisor, supervisee uh, relationship. And she really demonstrated for me how to embody all of me, wow. not just show up to work and be your work self. And then after work, you turn on your other self. Absolutely. She really embodied what it is to show up and own your power. Yeah. And, and stand in your greatness. Walk in it. Yes. And, and walk in it and, and talk about yourself and, and tout your accomplishments and invest in yourself and, and, and love on yourself and others. Um, and she's a poet as well. And so we, we had so much in common. And our <laughs> conversations would, would go very deep, very quickly. I love and that. She's about a range of topics. I want so. to meet her. Is she in <laughs> Chicago as well? I believe she's back now. I know she's uh, traveled a bit. Are you still in touch with her? Yes. Well, if you would like to, I will comp her ticket if you would like to bring her to the event and, and introduce. I'd love to meet her. 
You're Thank welcome. You. you bet. You bet. You bet. We, we are filling up the seats fast. So um, I have a couple of sponsors who are not able to attend yet. They still bought some tickets and said, please share them. So um, gracious people like Jan Ann and others who have said, you know, let's bring some people who may not know of this event and may uh, be of the heart and mindset to appreciate this event. And you, my friend, definitely are one of those people who appreciate storytelling and stepping into your power. So I can't wait to meet you. And I hope that you can, you know, connect with her, send her an invitation, tell her I'd love to meet her. I will definitely do that. All right. So here's a tough question. Um, Tell me if you're willing, now you don't have to, but I have a feeling you're okay with it. But um, based on that poem, I feel like, oh boy, um, what was your biggest challenge or setback and how did you overcome it? Mm. So one of my biggest challenges, setbacks and setup, all in the same thing that I I would, I want to share is once I um, began in my career, I started to notice some gaps and I'll share more about what I mean by gaps and, and leadership and management. And I wanted to go and get my master's degree in like organizational leadership, organizational management. At that time, there weren't a lot of programs and Chicagoland area uh, universities. So I shared uh, with a colleague of mine, I said, your presentation was dead on with what I want to do. And that's how how I want to move forward with helping leaders and managers uh, be better leaders and managers and know how to treat people as human beings, not just as robots, right? Right. (laughs) So this was uh, my biggest challenge uh, and setback and setup, right? Because I couldn't find a school at that time with the program that I was looking for. So I um, attended DePaul where you can create your own master's degree concentration. Nice. Like you build your own curriculum. Yes, so I built my own master's degree. Nice. And it was a big challenge for me because it caused me to think outside of the box, think outside of the realms of how education was done and how I had moved through the academic system. And and Jan was my mentor through grad school. And so having her uh, as my mentor and and coaching me and being a listening ear and challenging me was critical for my development. So that's how I I overcame in community and with help and with support, but knowing that I was spearheading my own education. I love that setback and set up. It's almost like you're like win or learn, never lose. Right. <laughs> well, so um, I can imagine Janan being an amazing mentor and even, you know, later in life sponsor to women. She's remarkable herself. So uh, you definitely are in great company there. Um, 
what a what a powerful story and how fortunate for you that you could build your own curriculum for your master's program how sweet i i have to take statistics and stuff that i don't like <laughs> our statistics who that's another story <laughs> I have plenty I have of <laughs> we are on the same page there um well let me ask you this we are coming to a close and i i can't wait to meet you in person as i've said time and again but for those who won't be there in chicago to meet you in person how can they reach you if they want to learn more about you i mean i'll put this in the blogcast folks you know that i'm going to put the book and her um, linkedin profile and how to reach her by, by email but if you want to put this on the audio let people know how can they reach you Yes, you can connect with me uh, through my website, BehindTheConfidenceSmile.com. You can link in with me, Bianca Cotton, on LinkedIn. If you are a fan of Instagram, I'm on Instagram at Bianca N. Cotton. So those are all ways you can connect with me, and I can't wait to hear from you. Oh, very nice. Very nice. And folks, what you can't see is her love. Well, first of all, I saw her on the camera before we started this audio only podcast, but she also has a lovely picture as her Zoom profile pic. And I say that because she's not posed. She is like a huge smile, like genuinely happy. Some like she has a really great secret or got some really good news and it's just beautiful. It really makes me smile. Oh, thank you. Thank you so much for this conversation. It was so, so filling. Oh, it's one of many. I can tell. I, I mean, I connect with a lot of the people that I talk to simply because of the nature of this storytelling podcast, but I don't connect to all of them, right? You and I make it about the woman, not about her title or where she works or what kind of clothes she wears or car she drives. We make it about you from the inside out. And I, I love that about you. I felt very soulfully connected to you in this conversation. So Yes, like all right. Well, listen, everybody, look for the blogcast within two weeks. I probably get it out there a little sooner than that this time. Um, I'm going to post it on LinkedIn and I will tag you, Bianca, and then you can share it with your network. But everybody knows they can always go to freemanmeansbusiness.com and look up blogcasts on the website and see. Uh, the women that I interview see their bios, their pics, a gallery of photos that tell their story outside of their um, their headshot, right? Because we're not our headshots. That's, you know, we're not right. our headshots. Um, and then also click on the recording to hear the podcast. And then you can also go to my LinkedIn page or Bianca Cotton's LinkedIn page for more. So cannot wait to get this out there. I'll probably get out there within a week. Awesome. I can't wait. Again, thank you so much. You bet. you bet. It was my pleasure. All right, everyone. Have a good evening. And Bianca, thank you for being here. You're amazing. Oh, thank you. You too. <laughs> Bye-bye.